Okay, this is going to be probably one of the last for a while because I forgot September is going to be one of those months that both Duffy and I are going to be gone. I'm going to be in Ireland. I will have everything with me for the subs bench, but I don't know what I have for data and stuff over in over there. So yeah, and if, you might have data, but it is probably going to be pricey just because in Europe they charge for everything. So oh yeah, and I and I'm a New Yorker on top of that. Mm-hmm. So it's going to be double, triple, quadruple. Who knows? But yeah. Whatever. Unless you have Wi-Fi, because I know when I was in England, when, or when I was flying, like in Amsterdam, if I wanted to go on the internet at the airport, I had to pay. And I said, ah, you know what? I don't need to go on the internet. But when I was at my cousin's, they had Wi-Fi, and they just I just hooked into theirs, and then it was just like just like here. But uh, yeah, that's not. Um, it's not like you go into Starbucks and hit their Wi-Fi. Usually you can do that, but they're going to charge you, I think, unless that's changed. So who knows? Oh, who knows? I mean, it's it, it's not like you and I have been out of uh, – it's not that far back because that's, what, a couple of years ago? It was, what, 2019? Yeah. yeah. So it was before we locked everything down and yeah. scared everybody. But anyway. <laughs> so kind of what I was going with with Ford – this month is I was talking to my father about the U.S. men's team, the U.S. women's team, and I'm not going to get into the weird stuff with the U.S. women's team. Nah. I think it, I think it's good that they did fall apart because they're so far on plane that they know that they can go in and win. Yeah. And to get smacked down by that because there is some age on that team. Yeah. They needed a refresh, I think. Uh, and I think, you know, I think this is their come-to-Jesus moment, like the national team, the men's team had when they didn't qualify for the World Cup because they, I think they got pretty full, read their own press clippings. And and I know they've been battling for the suit, and they want, you know, and they keep losing, so they keep dealing with that. Um, and I, we don't need to go into that. I uh, but I do think they needed they need a reset, and uh, you know, I don't think they're going to get it now because you know that that group, great group, but they have been that core has been together a lot. A lot of those guys have been together a long time. I mean, you know, all the way back to the meltdown in Korea, I think it was when. Uh, yeah, I mean, because so Rand Pone's been there for. Megan yeah. Rapone's been there forever. Mm-hmm. And uh, you look at her age, you go, really? Because she's getting up there, but she's not. I mean, she's like 32, maybe. Yeah, Yeah, she's old, but she's not old. She's not unplayable old. She's just unplayable because the unfortunate thing with her is she's a really good player. Yeah. The problem is when you play her position as you're getting older, you either have to drop further back mm-hmm. or develop more of a game. Yeah. And that's not what she is. No. And she really has not been playing in the last many years. Um, and it's not like she's been pregnant or anything. She just hasn't been playing. Where, like, um, Alex Morgan legitimately just started playing again after having, yeah. her, after having her baby. Mm. And she's still young-ish. 
Yeah, she's what twenty nine, maybe. Yeah. Twenty eight. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, she's younger than people think she is, which is weird because she was like Mallory Pugh, who showed up at like fifteen. Yeah. On the team, so I mean, there's there's some talent there to build around, yeah. but I don't know how I, much the federation and that team wants to change. Uh, yeah, and, and to be honest, I don't know how much the federation at this point. I think the federation is tired of dealing with them uh, a little bit, and you know, I think if they wanted one gold, they would have been stuck dealing with them. But now that you know, yeah, yeah, yeah. And bad timing because the men, you know, for a, a program, you know, literally after the World Cup failure and the fallow years, I don't know how else, you know, between Sarakin and trying to find a new coach and the early days of Burhalter when he's trying to start, you know, rebuild the program and do what he wants to do. And it took a little while. But now, oh, my God, now he is, you know, you can kind of see the fruits of his labor. I mean, I just watched the Nations League final again yesterday and uh you know if you you think it it wasn't all just a smash and grab we're bunkered in i mean yeah there's a lot of time we're under a lot of pressure but there's also times when we had them under a lot of pressure and um we rose to the occasion and they didn't and that happened twice because in the gold cup it was the same thing you know in a final which was pretty much their a team minus one or two guys you know yeah Yeah. maybe if chucky lozano doesn't get hurt in the first game it could be a little different but um they uh you you watch that game go on they still had their spells but in the gold cup they but they wilted and you know uh and the u.s just got stronger and this was a you know, whatever you want to call it. But I don't, I mean, it's a C team, sure. But there's still, I mean, Kelly Costa played on, in both games. He won, he won both games. So did Reggie Cannon. So there's a few that overlapped. Uh, and what a coming out party, again, for Kellen Acosta, both times. Watching him do the dark arts. I don't even know how else to explain it. Uh, you know, getting to lay in the PKs and all the little things that, you know, we've been a little naive about doing over the years, you know, just getting in the the ref's ear, you know, trying to distract the penalty kick takers and just being a general pain in the ass. I mean, literally, he, I, I'm not leaving the spot. I don't, I, what? Oh, I'm supposed to go? Oh, I didn't know that. And he, he starts to leave and then people start pushing him and he's back at it, you know. I mean, because he totally just got in Andreas Gordado's ear in the champion, the Nations League and just gave him nonstop abuse you know whatever just getting in his head same thing with the uh with Qatar which actually Qatar was really I mean I was impressed how how good they were they were you know they are the Asian champions but I'd I'd never seen them play because I only Mm -hmm. kind of watched the gold cup when it was USA games you know uh but they were good you know so um and watching them psych out the and then the fact that uh Turner just didn't leave the line. He just stood there, you know, and wouldn't leave. And then the guy who was obviously, I think, wanted to panic it, but then was stuck. I don't know what to do. And Turner, wow, what a goalkeeper. I, I mean, I think you can make an argument for him being the number one because, A, he's one goalkeeper that seems to be playing regularly. I know Stefan played against commu- in the Community Shield, but I'm not seeing him as the number one for Man City uh, moving forward, at least not now. 
So, and he's I don't not, know. He's not going to be. I mean, that's one of those that Anthony went in for him for the name and shot themselves in the foot. Yeah. Because you can get an American player in and shelf, sell yeah. shirts. But you get a goalkeeper when you've got another starting national team goalkeeper Mm -hmm. ahead of them. Yeah. Goalkeeping wasn't a weakness for Man City last year. Yeah. I mean, I get Southampton, Crystal Palace, Broomley, Nottingham Forest having him. I get that. Yeah. You don't put him at Man City – when you're not going to throw him to NYCFC. Yeah. Or put him somewhere that has some visibility. Because if you're just going to sit him on the bench, here's the, here's the thing. Yeah. Blow him out to the championship, you know. Or yeah. yeah. But I don't know. Horvath is not the number one at Forest, and their goalkeeper's pretty good. So I'm not quite sure what he was thinking going to Forest. So no. unless he said, "Hey, I, I want to compete," so I mean, which is fair enough. Maybe uh, he says, "I this is where I want to go, and I'm willing to compete for the job." I'm all for that. Um, but um, their keeper Wamba or whatever, he's actually pretty good. So. Oh, Samba, um, something like that. Something like that. Um, yeah, I mean, it's not a surprise. I have a strange feeling with Horvath. They did the same thing because that, that's the open That's the open thing. That's like why you see Bello went over to Vicenza. The, mm-hmm. the new – the great thing with COVID coming around is that whole American group that's over at Vicenza – yeah. Was back in the States. And there's a certain group of them that are brilliant at what they're doing. But there's a mm. couple of them. And I'm not naming any names on here because, I mean, we don't have the reach, but still, someone will find it nowadays. Yeah. Is that are a little bit, they're, the PR with that team is a little obnoxious. Yeah. Well, I, I mean, thought Busio got better in the tournament. I think he was better coming off the bench because uh, mm-hmm. I know that in the Qatar game, he looked like he was getting overrun, you know. Cause, I mean, he's young. He's like 19, yeah. and he's slight, and he was just getting overrun. And at least in the Mexico game, he came in, you know, hour after an hour or so. Yeah. I mean, he still got an hour of playing, but I think coming in after the game started, I think he was able to, uh, you know, kind of, get his feet because you know he's a small player but he's he's and he's slight it's not like rolled in who's a small person but he's not a small player i mean he doesn't play small and he's he's just short he's strong that's the thing yeah and i don't think busio is strong yet not that he won't be but uh i mean i see why he looks like he's got fantastic uh skills but um so hey but you think about it two years ago there was nobody in italy for the USA. Yeah. Now there's a handful. I mean, the last guy thinking in my head that was in Italy as an American was Gucci and Yewu at AC Milan, which I don't think he ever saw the field or very little. And uh, and go back to Lawless, you know, back in the day. Yeah, that, that's so. got to be it. There is a, 
there is a tracker online, and I know um, Derek Ritchie does that on a routine basis. If he's allowed back on Facebook, God knows with that one. But anyway, um, but the the great thing with the National League and the Gold Cup is that he Burhalter didn't bring the big guns with him. No. McKinney wasn't here. Pulisic wasn't here. Reina wasn't there. He rested a lot. And he had two groups for the season. So Mm -hmm. he's got enough for the next 14 matches out there where he could say, all right, you didn't do this, you didn't do that. And he doesn't have to rely on them because that's what ran into the problem with the last two managers. Yeah is they had their favorites, they knew who they were, they were going to do it that way, and that's what it, that's what it was. Mm-hmm. Well, and I do think Arena made an error in the Gold Cup when he was trying to get us qualified because he played the big guns in the Gold Cup, and I think they were gassed in the qualifying. Yeah. And he also said, well, what's the point, man? We need to qualify. Yeah, I want to win the Gold Cup, but we need to qualify. And this new qualifying system, you need a big squad because it's three game. They're three game blocks. So you can't play the same, you know, 18 guys basically for three games. They're going to be gassed, you know, realistically with five subs, you can play 16 guys, you know, uh, cause I don't think that's changing anytime soon, if ever. And to be perfectly honest, I like the five subs. So, um, so I don't, I don't necessarily see that going away. So we need that big squad. And the, this Gold Cup gave him options like Matt Hoppy. I mean, I love that. That kid is like the baby face Clint Dempsey because he, yeah. he is cocky and confident and just a, uh, just a, uh, he loves to just get in people's face. Oh, I love that kid. And there's a guy I saw on Twitter. I can't remember his handle. I think his name is Chris Russell. If you get a chance to check out his Twitter, the Yank Report on YouTube. I don't know if you ever yeah. watched that. He had talked about it, so I went and looked, and he's got a breakdown of Hoppy, and they're all they're all kind of uh, funny breakdowns that he does. He yeah. does this little narration. It's actually really cool. He did one with McKinney, a couple of them with McKinney, or not McKinney with Kellen Acosta, and he did one with Hoppy, and they are they're definitely worth the check out on Twitter, mm-hmm. uh, because man, he had me rolling, you know, just this kind of a lighthearted look at at football, you know. Um, that was just cool, you know, so, but yeah, no, we need that big squad for the, uh, for qualifying because there are three game blocks now, not, they used to be two, but now they're three games. Cause you know, it's a hexagonal as opposed to, you know, or whatever it's a, it's, it's more than before. I think it was the hex before. Now it's like the octagonal, uh, I don't know if that's a word, but, um, but Hey, more, uh, more chances because uh, CONCACAF needs, uh, you know, as much as you might, uh, I think the new president, the Canadian guy's actually been good for CONCACAF. So, and Canada looks like they could qualify because they had a good gold cup. I know they lost in the semis to Mexico, but uh, against us, they were the better team for long stretches. They, they can't shoot straight. That was their biggest problem against us. They're the gang that can't shoot straight. I mean, how many chances did they just hit right to uh i mean and uh turner just played out of his head there's a reason yeah. he was goalkeeper of the year of the of the tournament but uh they are they look good so 
they could easily be, well, I think it's a three or three in a playoff, or I think they could be in that four man group or a four team group for qualification. And it would be great for the region for them to make a world cup. I mean, it would be great for us, be great for Mexico, just get more, you know, cause we need the three biggest countries in CONCACAF to be more regular players, you know, and two of them are already there, but the third one, you know, uh, needs to be there more than I can't. I mean, I think it was in the eighties, the last time Canada was in the world cup. So, uh, then they need to get in there. So I think the CPL might help them with that. You know, the more Canadians that are playing, the better for everybody. You know, then it's better. It's good for the region because I think we need that other. We need another good team. You know, because you know, Honduras and Panama have their moments, but they're not going to be major players. I don't think on the world stage. Not that Canada might not be either, but at least they have a chance with infrastructure. You know, whatever. Uh, but I think they're a little bit like the USA in the yeah, 1990. I think they're finally at that point, you know, because I think, <coughs> excuse me, Canadian soccer is kind of an afterthought for Canadian soccer. Like, oh, yeah, we'll have a couple of friendlies. We'll do some qualifiers. We'll get knocked out, and we'll go back to hockey, you know. And I think that was the USA from basically, whatever, 1940 to 1990. Like, oh, yeah, we'll have a couple. You Because you go look at the history of the U.S. national team, you get past 90, and the, there's international games are like three or four a year, maybe. You know, and they get qualified, and they get knocked out in the very first round, and everybody's happy. They go back to playing football. Uh, so, you know, it would definitely raise the stature of the, of the region, in my opinion. Yeah, exactly. And especially with – um, especially with Canada, is there seems to be something in the water with them because I mean they've got players overseas. I mean mm-hmm. Alonso Davies is starting at Bayern Munich, yeah, and that's no small feat to go over. He's not there no. for shirt sales in Canada. No, fair enough. He's, he's there for talent wise. Yeah, I still think he's and a bit know, of an outlier, but. Uh... That could change. So, I mean, t- that Buchanan, Taysan Buchanan for, I think that's his first name for New England, because he looks like he's heading to Europe, too. So, uh, but yeah, Davies is legit, so. Yeah. yeah, exactly. I mean, that's, and I'm glad there, I'm glad there's someone other than, like, the Costa Ricas, the Mexicos, because I'm getting sick of this. You think, yeah. The states beat Mexico twice, so it basically yeah. got a dose of anyway mm-hmm. in, in all of it, which which was great. It's good build up because most of that is young kids, and and yeah. it's sad. Sad we're going to say that because Pulisic isn't a young kid anymore. No, I mean he's not old though. Is he? He's like twenty five, twenty four. He's just he's not he's not inexperienced. Because yeah. I, this national team, the the Nations League team, still they're all diaper dandies. They're all, we'll say, yeah. the bulk of them are under twenty seven, probably even under twenty five. So, you know. Yeah, and I don't know what Turner is, but he, I mean, he's goalkeeper. He's a little different, but yeah, he's like twenty seven, I think. Yeah, and he's being he's being managed by a former many time. Award winner, cup winner. I mean, Arena knows what he's doing with with the 
with them. I mean, and it's yeah. funny that Arena went to the Revolution because he's been at now he's been at all the big, big original six teams now. I mean, he yeah. he had his half year with the Red Bull. He's well he's well known in two other big teams. And yeah, Turner's twenty seven. Yeah, watch him on his way out because this is this has got to be Arena's last stint. This is got. This has got to be his last job at this point. Yeah, maybe. He's not a young man. No. He's not a young man anymore. Watch him get the title with the Revolution. Hey, well, they're looking good at the moment. So, if you know, I don't know um, uh, if they keep that squad together. Or maybe he might do, like, a sell loan deal for, like, Buchanan and, uh, you know, some of the other guys. Because they they have some talent on that team. So, I'm and then he's but, just going to be punishing them. I mean, he did that with L.A. He did that with D.C. So, mm-hmm. I mean, it's, it's one of those things. He's going to get them going. Now, <laughs> once, he, once he leaves, they're just going to crap the bed and fall apart. I mean. Uh, yeah, maybe. It's crazy about him, though. If you think about him, he was a goalkeeper when he played. Yeah, but you look at his, his, his title runs. I swear he had a different goalkeeper every time. I mean, the guy went through goalkeepers like crazy, you know. You know, you look at DC, all their all their titles, a different goalkeeper every time. So, yeah, uh, but he deserves a lot of credit LA, for Turner. The same in uh, LA too. The same yeah. in LA too. He had he tried to bring in Cudicini as as a DP, and that one fell apart. That was a disaster. Yeah. Oh yeah, no, it's just crazy. He he just. He's very, I mean, like he said, he goes, you know, his his philosophy on goalkeepers is very simple. Keep the ball out of the net. He doesn't care about the footwork and all that. I mean, I'm sure he wants it. He'll take yeah. it, but that's not his primary. And you think about a goal, what do you want? You want a goalkeeper that can start the play from the back? Not that that's not a bad thing, but you want a guy that's going to keep the ball out of the net. You know, you can always keep a center back hanging back if you have to. So, uh, but, uh yeah, it's going to be interesting. I'm excited. I mean, I hadn't been excited for the national team in ages, you know, and uh, I'm actually looking – I'm excited about qualifying now. You know, I mean, I truly am because, you know, because uh, at one point you're like, what are we doing? What are we doing? What are we doing? Because um, – and there's still a lot of naysayers. You get on Twitter and Facebook and you look at the comments on – well, you know, it's still everyone's all doom and gloom, you know, because – I was talking, I said, well, you know, he's undefeated in, final, in knockout games. And the one guy goes, you're just going to forget about 2019? And I did forget. Mm-hmm. I said, yeah, I, I am. I totally forgot about 2019. But that game was not, it was a one nothing game. So, not like we weren't in it. And it was a late goal. So. And it's you know, two and, years. It's two well, years ago. And 2020 was really different. Right. For everything. So, I mean, as much as we want to say that there's a different side to it, come on at this point. I mean, and that's what social networking is now. It's not the, it's not the positive aspect. At no. least originally you could hear the negative parts of it. And for soccer Twitter, the negative parts in USA was Ted Westerville. Yeah. Yeah, now Ted's now pretty tame, it, I think, compared yeah, to the rest of them. Yeah, nowadays, I would unblock Ted because he would yeah. be the sane one. I'd well, unblock I don't... Ted and his other 
this other guy that's up in Minnesota. Yeah. Yeah. It's crazy because I watched a podcast with Chris and Pulisic. I, I, I saw a snippet of it on, on, on an Instagram post, and it was uh, DeMarcus Beasley, Noguchi, and Yewu. Uh, I think it was maybe Maurice Adu and another guy. I can't remember if it was Maurice, but it was another guy. And Christian had talked about it. And he finally goes, you know, I feel we kind of feel like we're getting back to the way it was back when those guys played, you know. And I think it started, I'll admit, it started with Klinsman because I think Klinsman wanted to change what we were. And I think he thought we could be something better, which, great, it's a lofty ambition. But he forgot, he didn't know what we were before, and the rest of the guys forgot what we were. And what we've always been is this group of players that might not be the most talented because, let's be honest, still, I think we're never going to be the most talented team like in the World Cup. Very rarely we're going to be yeah. uh, against teams that have more talent. But the, the collective will and they're just going to fight for each other. We're not going to give up. We're going to figure out a way to make it win. We've been pretty successful at that. We've won a lot of Gold Cups. We went to a Confederations Cup final. We went to the, you know, we were a handball away from going to the final, I think, eight in 2002. So we've had some good runs. We've had some bad ones, too. But we've had some good runs in the World Cup that a lot of countries would be happy with. Um, and, and Pulisic said, I think now we're finally getting back to that mentality. You know, because if you, if you look, I mean, whether you think Berhalter is a great coach or not, you watch those guys play, and you watch how they celebrate, and they they are all in on him. You know, they will go to the go to the wall for him. Uh, so he's doing something right, you know. And you know, he's got Tata Martino on the hot seat. I mean, if and Tata, I think came in. I mean, he had never lost to Berhalter until these last two games. He was, you know, in between Atlanta and. Uh, he never lost to USA either between Argentina, Paraguay, and Mexico until these last couple of games. So he kind of came in really smug, and he had that smug look on his face both tournaments. And now I think he's probably going to face serious heat from the ever-patient Mexican Football Federation because, you know, they want to fight. They wanted to fire Osorio after one loss. So, um, you know, it'd be interesting qualifying it's and it's kind of tough now to fire a coach heading into qualifying that's a bad idea so i'm all for it let's do it mexico because nothing beats watching them struggle for qualifying sorry for all my oh, yeah. that are mexican yeah and you're fortunate you're up enough by canada that you could and you'll have enough canadian hatred mm-hmm. in well with the sounders where you can say well I can make them, I can have them not. Yeah. Yeah, I can have them not. But we, we all want Mexico to fall apart. It's, it's fun. I'd like to explain it is that being a sports fan is the nuttiest thing yeah. in the world <laughs> to do. Because you have irrational hatreds yeah. for stuff. Oh. Like yeah. in sports, because of my alma mater. I hate the state of Missouri completely. I know people from Missouri that yeah. are nice, are wonderful yeah. people. I've met people. Um, Matt Bird, who does the This is Silly with the Lugans podcast, great guy, lives yeah. in Missouri. I hate the state with a passion. I'm from <laughs> Columbus, Ohio. 
Yeah. We hate Kentucky. Well, everybody hates Kentucky. That's that's not just a that's not just an Ohio thing. That, that's, that's not just thing. a sports thing either. <laughs> yeah. Like I won't talk about the other team in um, Glasgow. I'm yeah. going to Scotland. You got knocked next. out of the Champions League, by the way. So. Oh Thank yeah, you, and I, Malmo. And my one of my favorite Liverpool players is their manager. I don't think yeah. he ever becomes the Liverpool manager because the last time they sent a former Liverpool great manager down from Glasgow to Liverpool, it completely locked. Yeah. Liverpool at his front. Now, it's not completely Sonus's fault. No. He I thought either, he, either you're talking about him or uh, uh, Brendan, whatever. Because uh, he was from Glasgow, too. Uh, Brendan yeah, Rogers. He was, you know, he's yeah, from the he, green part of Glasgow, so maybe yeah, that's different. He damn near got the title that year. Fair enough. The, 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 to think if Liverpool had gotten the title with fans around, it would have been different. I mean, yeah. the Jurgen Klopp is going to be well known for the rest of his time with Liverpool, and this this is not, yeah. despite what he says, this is not his last job. No, nah, probably not. No manager. Yeah, last and job. he's young too. Yeah. I mean, Klopp is probably your age, maybe. Yeah, that's young for a manager. Yeah, at the, I mean, and I, I I don't even think Pep's I don't even think Pep's Pep's your age either. I mean, because they're all no, Pep is different though. I could see him burning out because he. You look at Klopp. Klopp's attitude is so yeah. different than Pep's because Klopp yeah. enjoys the process. You know, even when the games are stressful, he's like, ah, you know, I could be working in a coal mine. He's just got that attitude. But you look at Pep. When, I worry about him when Man City's struggling because he looks like he doesn't look well. He looks like he's lost weight. You know, he I could see why he left Barcelona after a few years just to to recharge and try a new thing because, I mean, granted, Barcelona, he played at Barcelona, so I could see there need to be more added pressure. But he handles pressure. He carries it a lot more on his sleeve than Klopp. I think Klopp feels it, deals with it, and then lets it go, and this goes on with his business. I think unless Spain comes for him, I think Man City is is Pep's last one. Yeah. With Klopp, I think eventually he's going to get Germany. Mm-hmm. He's eventually going to have Germany or will have Munich or yeah. will cross over and get Bayern Munich. One of the two. Because he's He's not going to stay at Liverpool the rest of his time. I mean, he's got the Champions League. He's got a. He broke the. He broke the. Yeah. Stri- he he broke the. The the drought. He, the drought. Yeah, I'm sorry. Yeah. Like, the hell? He broke the drought with Liverpool. Okay, maybe he gets an FA Cup, another yeah. title year and here. His career's done basically. He's gotten the teams, he's gotten the wins in Dortmund. There's really, outside of getting the national team. Yeah. And, if, I mean, with Hansi Flick, he's one of those ones that has just come out of nowhere, walked into Bayern's golden age where he just 
walked through and won everything. I mean, Flick never has to go back to top to club club level because he yeah. he has all the trophies already in mm-hmm. two years. Yeah, and yeah. he can he can get a he can get a European Cup in a um, World Cup with Germany. They do that every so often. Yeah. Yeah, it's like like Italy. They get to a final. Don't bet against them because they they that team they're just built for tournaments. The way they play, you know, uh, you know. And people look at me when I said that, like in the the Euros, I said, ah, you know, it's hard to bet against Italy in a final. And people were looking at me, oh, are you kidding me? England's gonna kill them. I said, uh, okay, uh, I don't think so. Just because Italy seems to be built for tournaments and it's just the way yeah. they play. You know, they, they, they're comfortable with a one Oh lead. They're comfortable defending for 90. I mean, they scored a goal in the first minute. They're quite content to defend for nine for the other 89 minutes. You know? Oh yeah. Um, and oh, yeah, great. <laughs> uh, and, and I'm sorry, as much as, you know, I'm, I'm undocumented Englishman, England, uh, historically and penalties, you know, they just don't do penalties well. They never have, yeah. you know. Uh, and I'm not blaming the kids. I mean, I, you know, you put teenagers to take the penalties, and then you're going to give them crap when they don't do it. I mean, more power. My hat's off to them for stepping. I'm saying I'll do it. Um, but, you know, that's a lot of pressure to put on two teenagers, you know, right at the There's a lot of good young players within. Yeah, right. fair enough. I mean, Sancho um, is... Sancho, if he doesn't get the Pogba head on him, it's yeah. going to be really good. And he's young, so you've got another about 10 years with him easily yeah. before he has to think about it. And there's some, I mean, they don't really, England really doesn't have to turn over too much. No, they are that pretty before the four, I mean, Pickford, I want to have him blow his knee out because he he ended Liverpool last year, and I he he's an Everton guy, so he can go fuck himself. Fair as, far as, <laughs> as far as I care, what he did to Virgil last year, but yeah, no, I got you. This, I got you. You look at what there is there. I mean, Harry Kane is not even thirty at this point. Mason yeah. Mount is not even twenty. Uh, yeah, he's not even coming into his prime yet. Uh, yeah, I don't know about Kane defenders. though. Kane's an interesting one because how I mean, I kind of feel for I kind of side with Tottenham a little bit. You know, when you offer somebody a six-year deal and you accept, you know, hey, you're getting that security. You know, you take with one, you give with one hand. You are you take with one hand, you got to give with the other. I mean, why do they do that? You know, because they want to lock you in. So. They're not obligated to sell him. I mean, I would, but I don't see where he's going to go. I can't see Man City. How much? I I thought we were in a you know how much more money they have in their transfer budget after spending 130 million on Jack Grealish. You know, as much as I didn't want him to go to go from Villa, 130 million dollars is 130 million dollars. Yeah, I don't care. Villa wants. Yeah, Villa has to take that. Oh, I would. I mean, hell, I would have sold Messi for that price. Um, you see, yeah, hey, hey. his contract is a million dollars a week at yeah. PSG. That is insane. That's junk. That's just stupid with PSG. And the fact they snuck in 
on free transfers. What they just yeah. did is alarming. Now, I think Donna has to be investigated because there is no way in hell Donnarumma runs his contract down that <laughs> You, I have arguably Francis' number one player and Mbappe. Arguably, yeah. uh, oh, shoot, I'm having a mental block. Arguably, have, Brazil's no, number one player in Neymar, and then arguably the world's number one player, at least in the t- conversation still, in Messi, and it's Italy's number one goalkeeper. Yeah, <laughs> All came, you know, two of them are already there, but uh, the other two came in this year. Uh, yeah, and you had over the span of a week, Messi's contract go null and void. And there's going to be a lot more that comes out of what Barcelona is right now than what we're being. I don't, yeah. I don't know if they. And Messi coming free. I mean, that does not happen. I mean, you can <laughs> liken that to what happened after Maradona had his drug stuff in the 90s. Yeah. But Napoli still sold him to Sevilla. Yeah. Yeah, I don't know if that Halo was just... Halo came out of retirement for the yeah. Cosmos. I'm just wondering if that was... There was uh, a ploy, a stance, negotiation stance, or whatever. And I don't know if if he ever expected to leave or Barcelona expected him to go. I don't know. It was a weird... It was a weird deal. I know they've been, they've been hemming and hawing for a year and a half those two that was a marriage that was starting to get on the rocks i mean barcelona right now oh my god i mean they're are they gonna even be in the top five in spain i don't know because they are a they mess. can't register anyone they can't register they can't register aguero yeah they, they got a trim a world record transfer fee on their salary cap to, to, to register all their frees they put in. I mean, yeah. they, they have La Masia sitting there. They should be able to pop a couple of their players out of there easily and start building a transfer thing pretty quickly because that's, that's Barcelona. Masia will turn out players that, even if they don't make it at the top level, are going to be something. I mean, Seth Fabregas came from there and went into the the EPL and was a hell of a player. Yeah, I mean, Victor Rodriguez, for the Sounders, was trained in Barcelona. Yeah, he didn't make Barcelona, but he played in in La Liga. You know, maybe in the bottom clubs of La Liga, but he did play in La Liga, and then he came here and was just the MVP of the MLS Cup. You know, and when yeah. he could stay healthy, was one of the best players that we've ever had. I mean, kid, the guy was had great skills. He just could never stay healthy. And I think the only one reason he left because he had some, he had family issues. You know, his he had a, like a child that was sick and wanted to be back with family in Spain. And I get that. You know. Yeah. So, but yeah, no, even the ones that wash out of Barcelona don't wash out. I mean, a lot of them end up in you know. I think the biggest feeder of Spanish talent in Spain is Barcelona's academy for all of Spain. Yeah. You know, 
I mean, to be honest with you, I mean, they've got they've got kids probably sitting in their reserve team. They could build up. They could lose a bunch of them. Yeah. And cut cut that wage bill easily. I mean, I know you don't want to get rid of Ansu Fati and Pedri at all. Because those are the next two you yeah. want to. And if Fatty ever could come back from his injuries, which he probably will, he's going to get something big. But you've got – it's like with any big team. It's like why you see with Liverpool, with their academy, they can dump players and they'll get a big group of it, kind of like what Celtic does. Yeah. That's the thing that gets me about the top two teams. And I know part of that is because they've been getting ninety percent. They've been getting seventy percent of a TV deal for the longest time. Yeah. But look what Diego Simeone has done over the last ten years with Madrid. Yeah, with well, Athletic. He's got a. Athletic go. Sorry, Athletic is Athletic. Yeah, Athletic. He's got. He's got trophies there. Yeah. He does never has to leave Spain. I mean, he's a, he's basically. Wait, Inter is waiting to get a good yeah. owner in there for him to come. Yeah, that's literally the only thing that's holding him and leaving Atleti is that once Inter gets their shit figured out and yeah. gets a little money behind them, I yeah. mean that that's the problem with Serie A is that you've got the money in specific random places, mm-hmm. but it's the Milan clubs keep screwing themselves. I mean, once you can get Inter just stop Juventus, mm-hmm. which is great, but that, to generate money, they had to get rid of Lukaku. Yeah. And they're not going to... Erickson's trying to come back. I... Highly doubt he can do it. Yeah, and that's I get nervous about that. I mean, I, I understand where he's coming from. Yeah, who you don't want to retire, but I know uh, I'm sure he's got to sign some waivers, and I know they need a defibula. I think they're I think they should have defibrillators on the on the field all the time anyway. But I worry about him for that because yeah, he's a great player, but come on, man. You know, you're young. I mean, I get it. You're young. You don't want to retire, but you know, he's not. He's not the first soccer player that developed heart issues or just athlete in general. You know, so. I mean, and he died on the feet. Yeah, that, that's that was scary. scary. Hell, right there. And whatever that was, and I don't want to get into the weirdness that that thing was, yeah. but still, I mean, that's one of those. And I'm a far What's the person than what he is? Because obviously, I'm 42 and fat, and he's mm-hmm. not even 30 and in shape. Yeah. But still, they're going to lose a lot out of there. And the Milan teams, if they can get their ass in gear over there, will reunite a nation. I mean, yeah. you think? Because <clears throat> I listened to both the uh, Semper Inter um, pods because they're brilliant, and um. Milan Weekly, and the, just the love of those, of the Milan teams yeah. is phenomenal. But ha- not having them at the top is kind of weird. I mean, yeah. I know they've never, 
they haven't always been. The Sanchez has been there. He had the Grand Spolino teams, and every so often, Lazio pops up. Um, oh, yeah. um, Napoli will win there. But mm-hmm. Napoli, for as big of a team at club as they are, Napoli's kind of like the Atletico Madrid of Italy. You yeah. know, always a good team, but never quite at the. Well, Atletico has definitely expanded their reach. But you remember, especially pre-Athletic, pre Simeone, Atletico, they're always there, but never quite over the top because whatever. And Napoli's a little bit like that. They're always good. Or maybe a better one would be like Sevilla. Always good, makes you win some Europa Leagues, but not quite up to the top because they can't compete with the big boys. Uh, the money of Barcelona and Madrid, same with Napoli, can't really compete with the Milan clubs or Juventus when it comes to spending. Um, but always good, and they managed to just yeah. be good. Uh, I think the TV deal in Spain is a little different now. I think it's more equitable for the rest. Don't quote me on it. It's more equitable for the rest of the clubs because um, I think if you could get these greedy owners to take a step back you know, and say, yeah, I mean, I get it. That's what the whole European Super League was all about, this select group of owners that all wanted their – wanted their piece of the pie and they don't want to share their pie with anybody else. But if you could have a league, I mean, and none of them want to get relegated. That's the thing. I think that's ultimately what they want is to be like the NFL, no relegation. Uh, And so they can just keep making their money, making their money. But to be perfectly honest, uh, as the way soccer is, I think if you, you essentially had a team that's a bunch of Champions League teams all the time. It loses its appeal. Um, yeah. It's like derby matches. I love, you know, Portland games. And with Seattle, everyone says, oh, yeah, don't you love? You know, no, I don't love those games because they're too stressful. You know, they're great when we win. I'm loving it. But when, you know, when the going up, I'm always full of anxiety because, I mean, get, again, irrational sports uh, emotional attachments, you know, I'm filled with anxiety, but it really doesn't matter. You know, if you think about it, it doesn't change my day, you know, in the grand scheme of things, I still have to go to work on Monday morning. I still have to do the things I have to do, but you know, uh, I endure those games. When we win, it's great. And I love it. And I love to rub people with their noses in it. But when I'm on the other end, it's miserable. And this game just fill me with anxiety, irrational anxiety. I get it, but, uh, yeah. Yeah, and but if you have too many of them, you know, it's like for the Open Cup, we, a lot of times we're having uh, – because I think that's what the Premier League does really well. You play each team twice, and that's it. So, mm-hmm. you know, you're the big Darvies, you know, which I don't know what's the bigger Darby, Liverpool, Man United, Man, or Liverpool, Everton. Uh, I think it's Liverpool, Man United just because they were always – especially back in the day, they are always fighting for the titles. But if you're playing them four times, five times a year – it, it starts to lose its luster. Now you play them twice a year. Great. And then if you get an FA cup final, well, that ramps it up even more, but you know, you don't want Liverpool to play man United in the FA cup in the first round, because what is that? You know, and that's what was happening to, to us against Portland. And I get it with the open cup and the, the territorial aspect of it because of the travel. Um, but, I don't want to see them in the first round. I'd rather see that in a semifinal, head to the final, something like that, because it's the the stakes are higher. You know, we lose in the first round. All right, that's just money I don't have to spend down the road. You know, 
which is a horrible way to look at it. But, you know, I, those rivalries are important, but you can't overload them. So, I mean, that's just my take. Uh, but I'm interested to see the Premier League this year because I, I saw a commentary talking about Leicester, and they said, do they think Leicester can compete? Uh, with the big boys and oh no no I don't think so that's what everybody always says and remember that's what they said when they won the whole thing because that whole year everyone was waiting for them to fall off and they didn't fall off Mm -hmm. and if if Leicester's proven anything is they can win big games I mean they beat uh, they won the charity shield they won the FA Cup so they beat Man City they beat Chelsea you know in their last two games so they can win big games Mm -hmm. and they've got you know whether you whether the community shield is big, it's probably not big for Man City because they win trophies all the time. For for Leicester, a huge way to start your season with a with a piece of silverware already in your cabinet. You know, one that they probably have never had before. So yeah, because they've never really been that high up, and this is really no. their golden era, for lack of a better purpose. Yeah, no, but I that's... think that's a fair statement. I mean, this is the golden generation of Leicester. And I mean, they're they're at this generation bigger than Arsenal, but again, Southampton's bigger than Arsenal. So I'll, yeah, I'll, I I I love people that when I still do that joke that don't get it anymore because yeah. I don't really I I don't really have I can't really pick that anymore because Matt Markstone quit doing a podcast. Yeah. I I text I text him that about once a month every once. To go, yeah, you know, I really love to, oh, that's right, I can't listen to a Southampton podcast anymore. I, I get a middle finger texted back to me every time I do that. <laughs> and then I, I keep wondering why he still doesn't have me on blast, but whatever. Yeah. That's um, funny, because I yeah. have a buddy who's a big Arsenal fan, and uh, yeah, he's wearing his Arsenal shirt all the time, and I'm just, oh, I'm sorry, man. You know, they never should have left Highbury, I'm sorry. They never should have left Highbury. Yeah, they make more I mean, money, but they sold their soul. You know. Yeah, I mean, I have read a lot of the books on the team, but Amy Lawrence, um, on the, um, their Invincible team, but her book on the Invincible team is freaking brilliant. But I think West Ham's going to have the same problem. They should never left Upton Park. I mean, granted, they, they their ambitions are a little less lofty than Arsenal's, yeah. but I think they've lost their soul. You know. That. If you watch the Amazon Prime of that year, of them, there's an Amazon. No, I Prime. saw it. I haven't watched it yet. Yeah. So that one is really cool. I got into a mode on Amazon Prime of watching the non all or nothing mm-hmm. shows because their all or nothings are the big teams. I don't really care. No, me neither. That's, what, that's the thing that I loved about the Sunderland one. Is or the that, Leeds United one. That was good, yeah, too. Yeah, the Leeds one was good. And, I mean, I shouldn't have the soft spot for Leeds that I have, but it, it seems kind of cool with them. But that that West Ham one was awesome to see because there is still – there is still a small team to that because for the name they have in the sport and for the players and managers they've had come out of there, they're yeah. nothing bigger than about Bolton, really. Mm-hmm. 
They don't have that. They don't have any first division titles on them. Yeah. They have one European one and an FA Cup, and that's it. Yeah. I mean, forget Crystal Palace has got more on them, and they historically fell apart in the eighties. Mm-hmm. On that, I mean, damn you, Arsenal. Edge. Damn you, Arsenal. But anyway, on that. No, that, that's the fun thing is I don't – and we talked to the um, West Ham USA guys on that about the um, moving. And that's going to be the odd thing that I see with Brentford. Now that they're up and they have the new Griffin Park, Yeah, is what is it like for them now? Now that they get fleshed with the money, are they going to settle into being the – Lester that's there and then randomly pops up and becomes mm. a mid-table team? Or do they go back, right back down yeah. like Middlesbrough tends to do? Because Middlesbrough is kind of that marker yeah. for those mid-table teams. Because they were big when they had um, Brian Robeson in there. Yeah. But they really haven't done much outside of that. No, I know. Um that's going to be interesting. So that part of uh, the season I'm ex- excited for because I want to see what Brentford's going to be. Are they going to be like Sheffield United and really shock everybody the first year and be really good and, and then the second year just be horrible? You know, they went from, you know, basically they got pretty close to mid-table and then they were the first team relegated <laughs> last year. So, yeah, uh, you know, interesting, weird. Uh, but that's the magic of of European of the Premier League and European football because you know relegation, uh, it gives those teams and you know just as a fan you're watching it uh, towards the end of the year and you got the you know the title a lot of times you know and think is is it secure you know great or you have like three or four teams fighting for a chance to to win the title and then you have that bulk of that teams that are just playing to play out the string because there's nothing going on. They can't, they're not going to get relegated. They can't win the title. They're just basically jockeying for seven or eight or nine or whatever. But you, and then you have those like four or five teams at the bottom that are fighting for survival. And those games are the most fun games to watch because those teams are playing. They're intense and watching a team put it together. Like when Leicester survived, you know, cause they, they were down. Everyone thought they were down for sure. And then they yeah. came. They they had that hot streak, and they stayed up, and then they won the title the next year. Um, so, and I think that that run to stay in the Premier League had battle tested them to keep their nerve when they were uh, fighting for the title because they said, "Man, we'd already been through this." Because if they win the title, great. They all get some money. They all they all live happily ever after. But if they got relegated, a lot of those guys are going to lose their jobs. There's going to be staff members at the club. They're going to lose their jobs, and all of them are going to have to take pay cuts or whatever. So there's a lot to play for when you're trying to stay up, you know, survival, you know, for everybody. And they did it. So, you know. Exactly. It was was fun to watch. Yeah, that's what's fun with that, so. That's what that's what's fun with that. Well, anyway, that's we might have to do a second one before we all go. Yeah. September, or we'll see from there. But anyway, 
kind of, you can see we've kind of hit ceiling. We're almost coming up on 80, um, 75 minutes. Yeah, it's, uh, it's been a long one. Well, it's been a, it's not been a crazy long. We had a long pre-show, so. Yeah. yeah I just, I think we, we get talking and we don't have that grip in our ear anymore. So oh, that's like true. Yeah. We don't have that five minutes until the show. Yeah. Okay, I thank have, you. I, I, I'm almost tempted to find someone that can do voices. That, <laughs> that would actually so, be funny. Yeah. Anyway, um, we might see you guys later this month. If not, yeah. see you in October. All right. Sounds good.